ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, November 5th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. Only 96 calories it is, the original light beer. Now, coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, Chris Grossi. Plus, we've got Doc Holliday's comments today, his weekly press conference earlier this afternoon over at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So we're going to get his thoughts. And I had a chance to catch up with Tavion Kenzie. I had a chance to go down to basketball practice, uh, at least a little bit of it earlier today. And also while I was there, I got to see a little bit more of uh, Tony Kemper's squad there in action tonight at the Cam Henderson Center. Kentucky Christian, 6 o'clock, is going to be tip-off for that one. I uh, encourage everyone, if you can, get out there and support the herd. Uh, they look solid in practice. Uh, I got to see uh, at least a good 30 minutes of the women practice today, and uh, Tony was really running the drills, and they look solid. We'll see what they look like tonight and throughout the season. But i tell you what, just by looking at Tony run practice, uh, they're going to be a, a tough team to deal with this year, no matter what. So, We've got a lot of basketball to get into. We've got a lot of football to get into. The first college football playoff ranking is going to be released tonight. Uh, we'll have more to go over tomorrow. A lot of speculation today. Maybe Ohio State's going to be the number one team. And keep this in mind. Does it matter what happens tonight? Because this is sort of dress rehearsal. I think every week is sort of a practice round for the final rankings. And you know the first 10, 15 weeks or so, we're really just speculating throughout the preseason through when we actually get to play some games at this point. Now, these rankings will take over. So when we refer to a team as 10th ranked or 15th ranked, we're going to go by these rankings. These are the new default after the release tonight. So the coaches poll, the AP poll, Usually those are your standard rankings. You're going to see now if Ohio State's like pick one, they're going to be referred to as the number one team. And then these things reset every week. So everybody goes by the college football playoff rankings after starting tonight. After this point, those are the rankings we're going to follow. But we'll have more to get into that tomorrow. Now, let's talk a little Marshall football with you here. We're going to hear from Doc Holliday later, but... Earlier today, we found out that Marshall linebacker Tyler Brown, he was named a nominee for the Burlesworth Trophy. Now, what this is about is it's named in the honor of Brandon Burlesworth. He is a former University of Arkansas walk-on and all-American offensive lineman. He's also the subject of a movie that came out in 2016 called Greater. So the Burlesworth Trophy is given to the most outstanding football player in America, who began his career as a walk-on and has shown outstanding performance on the field. Well, that's Tyler Brown. He's Marshall's second-leading tackler this season with 35 tackles, including five-and-a-half for loss and four-and-a-half sacks. He's also a guy that you see on the special teams a lot. You see a lot of him. Now, we found out the award is a possibility now for Tyler Brown, so he's a nominee. We had a chance to catch up with Doc Holliday, as I mentioned earlier in the day. So 
we got Doc's thoughts. Tyler Brown, a nominee. Here's uh, Doc talking about Tyler Brown. Yeah, what a great kid. You know, when you talk about a guy, you know, you guys heard me mention this many times about seniors playing their best football, and, and he's one of them. I mean, yeah, that guy, that, that hardly ever comes off the field. You know, he plays on all the special teams and just a tough, hard-nosed, you know. And we've got a lot of guys like that that, uh, you know, that uh, – you know, I heard they're, I heard they're probably the greatest compliment that you can get as a coach is what their coach said about us after that game. You guys probably don't remember what he said about it, but he said that's the first time all year we've been out physical, you know, as, as a team up front, offensively and defensively, and that made me feel really good. That's probably the, I felt better about that than, than anything in that game is because I do, I do think we take great pride in being a physical football team, both, both up front, offensively, defensively. So that's a great compliment by him. And Tyler Brown's one of those guys. Knox is one of those guys. And, you know, we just got tough guys that like to play, and uh, you know that offensive line, the defensive front, you know, are all guys that uh, that are tough and play hard. And, uh, and I, like, I like what this team's all about. I like, and Tyler Brown kind of personifies, you know, what these kids are. are and or Mari Cobb's another guy that's a senior playing his best football. The two corners are, are playing really well. Are both seniors, you know, so don't have a lot of Jane Hames, you know, uh, the senior up front playing playing really good and. Turnover on the offense. I mean, uh, you know, with the way the situation is right there, really the only senior we got two seniors, Levi and Armani Vice. That's it. The rest of them are all young guys. Most a lot of them freshmen. So, you know, those guys are Armani's playing really, really well right now. And so is Levi. So, those seniors keep playing their best football and and uh, bring these young guys along. We got chance. So we're gonna find out if Tyler is a finalist and a winner on December 9th. So. Let's hope that he's one of the three that will be honored as being a finalist, and maybe he's going to be the guy to win it. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy if he does win, so we're hoping he uh, can win this award. Now, uh, we got some other news. As I mentioned, we've got soccer coming up. We're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, Chris Grossi. He's coming up here in a few minutes. we got a lot to talk to about that. But first and foremost, um, we got the news yesterday, late after the show that Marshall women's soccer coach Kevin Long. He's parted ways with Marshall University. It was a mutual decision. He was Marshall's coach of the women's team for 12 seasons, 87 victories to his credit. Team had its winningest season in 2015 with a 15-4-3 record. Marshall appeared in Conference USA title match. He was also named the league's co-coach of the year. So Marshall is now looking for a soccer coach for the women's team. And, you know, I understand it's been a tough go for the women's side. The men are having a lot of success, and that's not the reason here because the men are being successful. That's not having an impact on the women's side. But, you know, it's probably uh, disheartening, disappointing that the, the women's team hasn't been able to excel further. I mean, we've seen a huge leap in the men's side so I wish Kevin Long, nice guy, loved talking to him at all times, good guy to talk to. Uh, I do wish him best, and uh, I'm excited for the future of Marshall women's soccer. But the, the men's team, what can you say about this team? Right now, they're ranked 14th. Rankings come out today, and the NCAA Soccer United Coaches Poll, they're 14th. That's the top ranking in Conference USA. So they're the top team. The other teams that are ranked in Conference USA, number 16, Kentucky, number 17, Charlotte, and number 19, FIU. So Marshall is in a good spot right now. We're going to talk to the head coach here in a few minutes of the Marshall soccer team, Chris Grossi, Thundering Herd. 
looking to keep their winning ways alive and get the first seed in the Conference USA tournament, hopefully win the tournament, and then we're going to be talking NCAA tournament. That's going to be exciting for Marshall soccer. That was a huge crowd the other day for this team. 2032 show up at Hoops Family Field. That's outstanding. I mean, they've had some really good crowds all season long, but 2032, great atmosphere, and I hope that continues for the men's soccer team. So we've got that to talk about, but before we hit the break, I got to get you updated on what we're doing. It's time for our underdog of the day. Now, Army's basketball team is in action tonight. College basketball begins tonight. We're going to break down what's happening in Conference USA later. But college basketball begins tonight. And I've got to pick Army as my underdog of the day. They're taking on 10th-ranked Villanova. Villanova should be loaded. So I've got a feeling, looking at some of the games, Army's got to be a huge underdog. And so they're going to be my underdog of the day. Now, here's what you need to know. If you can name the underdog of the day at the end of the show and you can be caller nine, you will win two tickets to see Chris Young at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena on Saturday, November 16th. So let me tell you that again. Army, my underdog of the day, going up against 10th-ranked Villanova. And at the end of the show, if you can name the underdog of the day and be the ninth caller at the end of the show, you're going to win two tickets to see Chris Young at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena on Saturday, November 16th. Marshall men's soccer coach Chris Grossi, not an underdog, joining us on the program next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Got the good news today that the Thundering Herd now ranked 14th according to the NCAA Soccer United Coaches poll. That's the top team in Conference USA. And after beating Kentucky, uh, it's not a huge jump, but it's a nice jump nonetheless. And so Herd's top-ranked team. And we've got the head coach of the ultra-successful this season Marshall soccer team, Chris Grossi, and he's with us now. And, Coach, um, I mean, again, top Top 15 team, number 14. Uh, uh, this has been an amazing journey so far. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a really good season. I think uh, one of the one of the best things about it is there is just so much room for improvement within our team, within our You know, the, the future is very bright, and, and and the things that we can accomplish this season, um, namely, you know, winning a, a conference championship on Friday, and then the the conference tournament. Uh, the following weekend, you know, a chance to, to be double champs and a chance to win two trophies right there in the next week is is fantastic. Now, I know you can't look too far ahead, but for, yeah, this is really special. This doesn't happen uh, very often for, for Marshall Athletics. The fact that you know, there's a chance this team is going to get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, is there a possibility of hosting a game? I know that's stuff that, you know, you really can't look too far ahead, but you know, what's it take to make that happen? Because that would be exciting for this program to be able to even host a, a tournament match. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I've crunched the numbers and, and it's not, you know, I'm probably 99% certain that we're in the NCAA tournament at this point. Um, just given the RPI and sort of how well we've done, we have a couple of big uh, top 25 wins under our belt. So I think that's all criteria that, that goes in our favor. I believe if we win one more game, uh, we're going to host a game. And if we win, 
three more games, I think we'll host all the way to the final four. I think we'll be like a top you know, four or five seed in the country. That's amazing. And um, that's um, that's on top of the excitement we saw with Marshall playing Kentucky. I mean, great atmosphere. Uh, two top 25 yeah, teams going at it. Um, I mean, that's what you envisioned when you came to Marshall and Huntington. This is what you were envisioning to happen all the time. Yeah, I mean that's definitely you know what we what we want is to see happen, and uh, I think that the fans were unbelievable. It was so you know grateful that they came out and supported us in that way, and I think they all had a great time. You know, those guys tailgating. Uh, we had the WVFC supporting us uh, from the local club, and you know alumni out there tailgating, and uh, you know my entire neighbourhood was out there, so it was it was great to uh, to feel that you know feel the love from Huntington, and 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 you know hopefully we can continue to repay that. But yeah, that's what we that's what sort of we envisioned taking this program you know we knew we could compete in the national stage I mean we were trying to from day one we, we talked about look we're trying to win it I mean the, we're in sports I mean we're trying to win championships I mean that's the the whole point that's the only thing we can sell we're going to try and be great we're going to try and sell a culture of excellence and try to create these amazing sort of home days uh, where uh, we have this fantastic crowd behind us pushing us all the way and, and, and so far so good this season also, your players are getting a lot of recognition. Conference USA, you sweep Player of the Week again with uh, Paul Lupita and uh, Milo Yosef. And then we find out today that um, senior Jonas Westmeyer named to the College Soccer News National Team of the Week. So a lot of attention coming your way to your squad. And uh, I know you've got to be smiling back of your head. That's great because you can go into a, a kid's home now and just show them all of this success. That's got to make recruiting easier, right? Yeah, I mean, we 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 hope it does. Uh, obviously, it's still it's a competitive business, and we, you know, some of the guys that we're looking at, you know, we had some visits here, uh, you know, when we played Kentucky, and so some of the guys were a little bit further along with already. But we've been selling this from from day one, looking for the quality players, and, and you know, I said to the guys, I said, we all built this together, guys. We we built this, you know, this crowd, this environment, this this record so far. You know, we're on a journey together, and you know, we've been selling that from day one. That players can come and be a part of that. Um, you know, so I hope it gets a little bit easier now, and I hope the, the proof is in the pudding a little bit now so we don't have to sort of sell the dream. We can sell the reality, um, and hopefully that makes things a lot easier. What's the challenge for you now? You've had all this success, and the finish line is close, but as you mentioned earlier, there's still a lot to do. There's still a lot to improve. How do you keep this team focused on that? I mean, it's it's just human nature to sit back and enjoy a little bit of what's going on, but... You know, these are young men. How do you keep them focused on? Okay, this is all great, but stay the course; it gets better. Yeah, I mean that's the the thing that we preach to them. Obviously, you know they want to; they're young and they they kind of want to celebrate when they win. And um, you know, we we try to quickly ground them on you know the next game. Here's the details of the next game. This is the scout on the the opposition. This is what we have to have to get done. This is the way we need to play to to win things. But you know, we're, we're, the, the guys are very professional we tell them you know so much about the importance of sleep the importance of rest the importance of um the proper nutrition and and just kind of focusing on the next game and and you know we talk to them as well like psychologically i said look you might you might want to go celebrate you might want to have a good time but in 20 years the things you'll remember as being on that field with your with your brothers lifting that trophy you know celebrating that good time everything else kind of fades and so you want those memories you don't want you know other distractions, other things that you're never even going to remember anyway that aren't as important. So put your priorities, you know, in order. And then 
when the season's done, we can have a good celebration and you guys can be happy and free and, and do all that stuff. But you'll you'll regret it 20 years from now if you if you don't. So they're pretty good with that, though. They're pretty professional with, with how they handle them themselves. And, um, you know, they take it very seriously. Marshall men's soccer coach Chris Grossi joining us on the program. As we mentioned, Marshall's ranked 14th, but FIU is ranked 19th, and they're your next opponent. Big match. Uh, this one gets you a Conference USA regular season championship, and uh, it's not going to come easy, I'm sure. No, it's not. I mean, this is, you know, in my mind, this is the big one for us. The regular season, you know, being consistent over time. Uh, that's why I love sort of the, the, this regular season trophy is, is sort of a, a benchmark for us. The, the tournament, you know, everybody can have a, a couple of games in the conference tournament and win a championship. But, you know, to be to be good over the whole season, you have to, uh, you have to be good over the whole season to win this championship. So, you know, it's the two best teams in the conference going at it. So whoever wins with the championship, you know, we're on their on their turf, so to speak. And um, they play great soccer as well. So I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. You know, we're both going to try and possess the ball and, and be quite crafty with it and, and, and try and, you know, take the game to the opposition. So I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, we've played some teams that um, sit in and play long ball. We've played some teams that have a mix of both and, and play set pieces, but a good, uh, good possession. But I think this is going to be... You know, we want the crown of being sort of the best possession team, the best football playing, soccer playing team in the conference. So it's all there on Friday for us. Is this one you kind of wish that was at home or is this team pretty confident going on the road and taking care of this business? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, given the environment on Sunday uh, against Kentucky, you know, I wish we could we could do it again at home and, and, and sort of lift that trophy in front of, you know, hometown uh, community. So... Yes, I'd like it to be at home, but I mean, I'm not worried about it being on the road. We've had some some huge road wins um, this season already, and the guys, you know, respond well. And we've changed our rhythm up a little bit. I think going to Florida is pretty tough because it's you know it's a couple of flights to get down there, and you know the, the turnaround time between you know trying to get your legs back after that is um, you know pretty tricky. So we're going to train, change up our, our training rhythm this week a little bit. We're not really going to train so much when we get down there. We'll just do a little walkthrough when we get down there. We'll try and do the majority of the stuff here um but yeah i think it's i mean either way anywhere we're playing them i feel like we're going to win the game so you know hopefully we can we can make that uh, a reality what kind of environment uh can fans expect uh maybe trying to keep a track of this one or just uh knowing that you come from a tremendous environment for the kentucky match you go to fiu you're not seeing crowds like that you're seeing more of that at home than you're possibly seeing on the road is that pretty accurate yeah, yeah, we, we've not seen, uh, you know, we went to Charlotte and there might have, might have been like, you know, a couple hundred people there. And I thought, you know, we had a good, a good uh, large section. Actually, everywhere we've gone this year, we've had uh, quite a bit of Marshall fans traveling with us, you know. So even when we were in San Diego, there was probably, you know, 20 people wearing green. So it was awesome to see that. Joining us on the program, Marshall men's soccer coach Chris Grossi, the uh, Thundering Herd, uh, playing for a regular season conference championship as they'll face off against FIU and then the, the conference tournament. And, you know, this is important, not just to get the regular season trophy, you get that number one seed in the conference tournament. And uh, as you mentioned, anyone can go through and uh, get lucky in a tournament, but uh, it's still nice to have the one seed just to make it a little bit easier. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the, the one seed would be great because we also get a day off, so we don't have to play in the quarterfinals. We get a bye to the semifinals. Um, so that kind of gives us some time to get our legs legs back and, and rest and actually let us allow us to do some coaching sessions. You know, a lot of the college soccer season is play a game, then you recover from the game, then you prepare for the next one, but you don't have time to sort of train 
you know, a lot during the week because we're playing that sort of Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday type rhythm. So it's really just, you know, recovering and then quick preparation and then on to the next match. So if we could have the one seed and, and get a bye, that would be that would be fantastic. Our guest on the program, Marshall soccer coach Chris Grossi, the uh, team now ranked 14th, top team in Conference USA. And, Coach, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, appreciate you just spending a few minutes with us. Uh, I can't wait to uh, talk about you being the one seed in the conference tournament. No pressure, but I'm, I'm already calling it. You're going to be the one seed, and uh, we're going to hold that trophy up. And, uh, I mean, this, is, um, this has been a, a, a great journey. I mean, did you imagine – I mean – I knew you came in here expected to have success, but it's just turned around so quickly, and it feels like uh, Huntington, the Marshall community, has really fallen in love with this program. Yeah, it's been uh, it's it has been a, a, a journey, and I think maybe we're a year ahead. You know, every year you go into it thinking, "Hey, we're going to win these games," and you know, my first couple of years was was difficult because we just weren't quite there. You know, we were good in games and, and sometimes good enough to win, but not good enough to guarantee that we were going to win. This year, we seem to have found that the culture within the, the guys is really good, and that's something we've, we've worked on a lot, um, just making sure it feels right, you know, making sure we want to be around each other every day has been a big piece of it. And, and to have sort of this success, I mean, we haven't won anything yet, so but to have this sort of this quality and these sort of quality performances that we've been able to put on this season um, in year three has been, has been fantastic and, uh, you know, long may it continue. Coach, good luck on Friday, and uh, let's bring home a conference championship. Uh, thank you very much. Let's do it. That's Chris Grossi, head coach of the Marshall soccer team. They are up against 19th-ranked FIU, so another top 25 matchup, Conference USA. And again, look at Conference USA in soccer. Marshall's ranked 14th, Kentucky 16th, Charlotte 17th, FIU is 19th. That's pretty solid. You've got four teams in Conference USA all in the top 25. That just goes to show the quality and caliber of soccer being played in Conference USA. When we come back from break, we are going to talk Marshall football. We're going to hear from Doc Holliday, get his thoughts on the upcoming off week. That's right. We don't have an opponent. They're heard versus off. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's an off week, but Doc Holliday still showed up for his weekly press conference and talked to the media. Marshall's got a challenge this week. They've got to go through the off week and be ready to go for Louisiana Tech. Now, we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, I asked Doc about that, just uh, getting ready. But uh, before we get into all of this, uh, just want to hear Doc Holliday's opening statement. And I'll say this, uh, talking to Doc today, uh, he was pretty relaxed. I mean, you don't have a game. You can just focus on football. Now, you can focus on getting this team ready, getting these kids rested. They'll get back at it tomorrow. Then they'll focus on everything they need to do to get ready for Louisiana Tech+. Plus. I'm sure on Saturday they're going to be able to 
get a jump on that even more. I'm sure a lot of these kids are going to be watching that game. We talked to him earlier this week about that. Louisiana Tech's taking on North Texas game I'm alluding to, and that's going to be a big game. And Doc will talk about that later. But uh, Doc Holliday, in his opening statement, um, no captains this week that we can broadcast. Uh, the two captains that were named, uh, members of the Marshall staff, and, um, well, let's just say um, I, I, I wouldn't – bank on the herd winning an open week with those guys as the captain but we'll we'll leave their identities uh anonymous at least on this program and uh, here's doc holiday's opening statement here's not doc holiday's opening statement um okay so uh we'll move on let's see Open week, you've had one already, and I asked Doc, is he doing anything different this time with the off week? I mean, it was a little earlier the other other week, so pro- probably uh, you know, I'm not sure we'll meet on that uh, you know when everybody gets back here tomorrow. But uh, you know, basically, the first two days they had they had Monday and Tuesday off, which which they didn't get away from us for a couple of days, and then uh, tomorrow will be a lighter practice, and then normally Thursday and Friday are a little heavier padded practices, but we'll see where we are with that as far as, you know, I talked to uh, Alex Mirabal, who you all know, Oregon's got the same open date this week, and we talked a little bit about what they're doing as well, and they're they, they're really beat up from what he told me, so they're going to take a little more time off than probably what we would, so we'll see where it goes. So Doc has taken a few extra different precautions. I think that's fair to say. They're going to do things a little bit different, and um, with the off week, you got to work in the recruiting. You got an opportunity here to take the off week. You work in the recruiting. Also, you got to deal with early signing period that's coming up. Well, probably get into is you know as you mentioned this early signing date now. I mean, you know if you happen to be fortunate, and of course our ultimately our goal is to be playing the weekend of December seventh. And uh, you know if we are playing that weekend, then you got like one weekend or one week, and and then it's signing day. You know, and then you got the bowl preparation and all the things that go along with it. So. You know, everything's kind of – you have to get out at some point. We were able to get out a, a little bit the first one, and everybody's out this week with exception of Coach Cramsey. And then, uh, you know, so like I say, everything uh, has got to help us because we may only be on the road two or three days prior to signing day, which is kind of crazy, but that's kind of the way it is right now. So everything's been really accelerated. That's why you have to do so much in the summers and spring and all that type of thing. Now, one of the questions that Doc was asked about was going into the off week, having a four-game winning streak. Yeah, I think you just got to, you got to just, you know, I think I think later on it helps you, you know. And, uh, you know, I think, number one, you get some guys, and, and we don't per se have, you know, a couple guys. We may get a couple guys back that haven't played in a while, hopefully, so we'll see how that goes. And then, you know, some guys, you know, Kane Madden, for example, we got guys that play a lot of snaps in there up front, and they're, you know, sore and that type of thing. So just get them feeling really good about themselves. And I think at this point in the season, it can help you. And uh, especially playing on Friday nights, so you don't have a quick turnaround and come back and playing again on Friday. So, you know, Sunday for us will be a Monday. And then, uh, you know, Saturday will, for the most part, will be off for them and then start start our week on, on this coming Sunday getting ready, you know, for La Tech. Also, big opportunity here for the Thundering Herd. Doc was asked about getting a jump on Louisiana Tech. Now, he's going to have an opportunity to watch Louisiana Tech play North Texas. Here's Doc's response to that. Yeah, they're playing a quality opponent, which is 
which is good for us to see, and that uh, you know they'll be have a chance to you know get that tape, and I'm sure our kids Saturday will you know be sitting around watching that that game. So I know our kids are excited. You know, tell them, hey guys, anytime you know you remember what you do in November, and uh, we're at a point you know going into the second week of November, whatever date that is, that uh, you know that we had the opportunity to to be uh, you know play for championship and we're where we want to be, and uh, you know our guys our guys are locked. I, I like I think we got a mature group. I felt like going into that. That Rice game, you know, we had had three pretty emotional games back to back to back, especially the, you know, Florida Atlantic and then the way the Western Kentucky thing ended. And, you know, if you get an immature team, you know, getting ready to go on the road to play a Rice team that's 0-8, you know, who played everybody, you know, that La Tech team were getting ready to go play, they took them, should have beaten them. Uh, Rice should have beaten them, went into overtime, and La Tech found a way to win. And Southern Miss game was very similar to us, you know, versus Rice. So we knew they had – Heck, Baylor, they played within, I think, what, seven-point game with Baylor, you know. So we knew that it was going to be a fight going in there. And if you take an immature team in there and then you go into that environment, you know, some of you guys were there. I mean, that's a tough place to play uh, because, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I wonder – I don't think we feel how fortunate we are around here to have the fan base we do and people that show up because you go into some, a place like that and we had more people there than they did, you know. And that's, that's a tough environment to go play. But I thought our kids – Handled it well. I thought the maturity on our football team with the leadership and that type of thing handled it. And I told the guys coming out of that game, I felt like we'd find out, you know, what, what this team was all about. And I would know as a coach after that Rice game uh, if we had a chance by the way they handled that game. And I was proud of the way they went in there and, and just kind of you know, took care of business and, and got out of there with a win, which was good. One question Doc also responded to was the statement that the offense is pretty close to having a killer instinct. Well, yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, at first, uh, you know, disappointed. The one thing I, uh, I was disappointed in that in that Rice game is, you know, we had the opportunity down in the red zone early early on, as you mentioned, to hang inside of ten twice and came away with three points. We can't do a score touchdowns there, you know, because we didn't get that done. But, you know, I think our offense. I think one thing I like I, I like this team. I think they complement each other. You know, I mean, it's easy to say, well, let's go back out in the second half and run thirty more plays and. And don't take a knee at the end of three or four games and go score an extra 28 points. You know, it all looks good on the stat chart. But if I'm playing 30 more plays on offense, I'm putting, you know, we're a little thin at linebacker, we're a little thin at safety, we're thin at a couple places on defense. And, and all of a sudden I'm out there, I'm turning the ball over, and, and you're putting that defense out there another 30 snaps a game. I may not have those three linebackers for the La Tech game and for the other. So there's a lot of things that go into it that, you know, about being, you know, we're focused on being the best team on the field. That's what it takes offense, defense, and special teams. It's not all about, Hell, we had number one offense in the country. Uh, Cato's sophomore year couldn't stop anybody and got our ass beat about seven. I think we were five. We ended up being five and six. You know what I'm saying? I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in winning games and being a good team and being the best team on the field in all three phases. And they complement each other. You know, so there's some things we do. I think at times, you know, that I don't want to put that defense back out there. You know, because I got three linebackers and I got a couple safeties down, and and so you know, there's some things that go into uh, some decisions that are made that uh, that you know, that are made to try to help us as a football team be the best team we can be. And we get into this La Tech game, and we get down in these last three games down the stretch, we're playing with our best players, and we can be the best team on the field those three, those three times as well. Here's Doc Holliday's opening statement. Um, you know, anytime you have an open date, uh, when this course this late in, in the season, it gives us the opportunity to go on the road and recruit. And, it was kind of it was great for us to happen to be in Houston because uh, our coaches were able to leave from that Houston airport uh, you know, Saturday after game, some of them on Sunday, and get directly to you know, where they were going recruiting wise. So that worked out well, and they all get back in here late tonight, early tomorrow morning, and we'll get ready for a 
for you know practice tomorrow evening and, and, and get rolling again. So I think anytime you got an open date this late as well, you got to focus on getting guys healthy uh, as you possibly can, and you know for the most part we are. And then uh, it worked us for us to get better as a team, you know, in all three phases. So we'll focus on those two things this week and, and get rolling. We'll turn our attention to basketball when we continue. I had a chance to catch up with Tavion Kinsey. We'll hear from him. Also, we'll go over some of the action you can expect in Conference USA. Marshall doesn't play till Thursday, but there's a lot of Conference USA action coming up tonight. We'll tell you about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're just a couple of days away from the herd playing basketball for keeps. Exhibition, I've already seen a couple of that game. We've seen a couple of those games. Now it counts. Thundering Herd in action here in a couple days, and uh, we'll have pregame coverage beginning 90 minutes prior to tip on Thursday. So we'll go on the air at 5.30 with our pregame coverage right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. But ahead of that, I had a chance to catch a little bit of practice today. Uh, mostly I caught the women's practice but I did get to spend a few minutes with the men as uh, they were getting ready for film study and getting ready for their practice and uh, talked to Tavion Kinsey. And uh, I wanted to just kind of get a feel for the season's about ready to begin. So uh, that's one of my first questions to Tavion, just the fact that practice is over for at least uh, right now. You know, we're not practicing anymore playing scrimmage games. We're playing real games. And uh, this is uh, where I started with Tavion. Finally get to play, practice is over, or doing it for real? Yeah, it's, it's been real fun. I think um, the new guys coming in, they brought some excitement, and then old guys returning, it's, it's been real. Everybody's ready to get back into it. So, so it's it's been real exciting, and now Thursday starting a real game. Those two exhibitions, getting those under our belt, getting the gel a little bit, it's been pretty good. But I think, guys, it's time to up our intensity a little bit for Thursday since it's the real deal. So. Self-scout yourself. Uh, first two games, of course, you're getting to see a little bit more on the court of everybody. Uh, what can you expect uh, when it's for real? How is it going to roll? Um, I got faith in our guys. I think we're going to step up, and our preparation is different now. So, like, we've been going harder, you know, every day, and uh, we send messages in the group chat all the time talking about it's, it's time to up our intensity and getting those two games on our belt, watching the new guys and guys who didn't play last year, who played this year, um, seeing them and how they've been able to respond to playing in a real game. I think now, Thursday and Sunday as well, like now that it's the new season, it, it, they'll be ready. With the fact that it is a bunch of new with some of the veterans here, what has your role been? You're still young on this team, but yet now you assume a veteran role. Yeah, um, when we have captains, I still don't even go out there to be captains because there's been some guys already that's been um, already here, and I expect them to be the captains. Me being only a sophomore here, I, um, I accept the leadership role. You know, I let the guys know. I, I especially help freshmen since I've already been there. I tell them, like, you know, it, work hard every single day, and if you want to play, that's how you're going to get out there. It's not about who scores the most, who looks the best. It's about who's working hard. And me being, you know, a sophomore, I come into a leadership role that the team gives me. Like, you know, 
if they have any questions, they ask. But our, our main leadership guy is Jared West. You know, he's been here for years, and we look up to him as a leader. Also, Jansen Williams and, and guys like that. So the older guys, I give them that leadership role. But me, I just I take the back role, and I, I did it last year, and it worked for me last year. So this year, I'll do it this year, too. So. It really feels like this is a team. There's not just one guy that can take leadership role. You can walk in and take leadership role. You mentioned Jared. You mentioned Jansen. And it doesn't feel like these guys are just saying, hey, I'm the captain. I'm the leader. I mean, you guys are really a, a unit out there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, to be honest, everybody's a leader in their own way. You know, guys already coming from high school leading their teams um, when they were there because everybody, you know, was their star player when they were there coming to college bringing some of their leadership roles in. And then every day it's like, it, it doesn't matter who you ask a question to, everybody is step up, everybody's. I feel like we have a team full of leaders because we all hold ourselves accountable for when we do something wrong. So if everybody can hold yourself accountable, therefore everybody's a leader in their own way and together we lead all as a unit, then you know it'll, it'll be good in the end. Onto the opponent, uh, is it still more about you guys at this point than game one? Yeah, I, I know you're finally getting to actually see somebody else these last two exhibition games other than just playing against yourself, but is it still more about what you are trying to do more than about them for the game one? Um, yeah, it's always about uh, we're trying to get better every game. So I feel like us, you know, working, getting better every game and then uh, we do go to look at, you know, the players that <laughs> we do go to look at the players that um, they have and we scout. But every game we need we, we're trying to look for us to get better. And then we watch film on that game to see how we can get better for next game and the mistakes we did so that we can capitalize on each mistake, fix them. And then later on, we'll be better and later on we'll be where we want to be, which is in Conference USA Championship and hopefully NCAA. Tavion Kenzie caught up with him earlier this afternoon at the Cam Henderson Center. And, uh, of course, you heard in the background, the ladies were still going at it hard. So I'm excited for what they've got coming up this season. And they begin coming up 6 o'clock over at the Cam Henderson Center. So hopefully you're on your way right now. You're listening to this as you're driving to get to the Cam Henderson Center. So good luck to Tony Kemper and his squad. We'll have him back on later this week. So lots of action to come from USA on the men's side. Tuesday's the night, lots of basketball. Thundering Herd's got to wait till Thursday. But if you're looking for some Conference USA basketball, kind of get an eye on what's happening in the conference, I get a full slate for you. Uh, now, uh, your mileage may vary as far as some of these games and these matchups because, again, uh, getting the early games out of the way so you can get to the meat of the schedule. But coming up tonight, it's going to be uh, Flagler at that's how it's spelled, Flagler, at Florida Atlantic. And uh, that is coming up tonight on CUSA TV. So if you've got that CUSA TV subscription, you can put it to good use tonight. Also, Delta State at Southern Miss, that's coming up this evening. UTSA is playing Oklahoma, and that's going to be on Soonersports.tv. Then FIU is at Mississippi State. That's going to be on SEC Network+. Plus. Tennessee Tech will face off against Western Kentucky. That'll be on ESPN3. Now, Old Dominion at Northern Iowa. That should be an interesting one, and you can watch that if you've got that ESPN Plus description still floating around. Then you've got Rice at Arkansas. That's on the SEC Network Plus. 
That's coming up tonight, as well as Oklahoma Christian at North Texas. That's on CUSA TV. And New Mexico Highlands at UTEP, also on CUSA TV. Now, Wednesday, we'll get a couple of matchups. Charlotte's at James Madison. That's on Flow Hoops. Louisiana Tech at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And that's on Islanders DN. Then you get to Marshall. Marshall, Robert Morris. That matchup on CUSA TV, while UAB at Troy will be on ESPN+. So several days of Conference USA action coming up. Thundering Herd won't get into it until Thursday. Would you rather the Herd be playing now? Of course, the women are playing tonight, so can't play both the men's and women's game at the same time, or Marshall would have had to be on the road. So the ladies have got court first, and then the men will take over, and they've got the court on Thursday. Maybe the Marshall men would have been on the road. You don't want to open up, though. You don't want to open up on the road. If you can avoid it, don't open up on the road unless you are uh, taking a big-time money game. Or if you are UTSA, you're at Oklahoma, you got to take that. You take that road game for sure. So that's what it looks like. And, of course, uh, your mileage is going to vary as far as some of these games. And it's all over the place. CUSA TV, ESPN+, SEC Network+. For the most part, Marshall's going to be on CUSA TV Thursday. And then the Sunday matchup, that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So ESPN+, Plus for Sunday. That'll be Toledo at Marshall. So if you're looking for basketball action on Sunday and you're listening to this program, maybe through the podcast, and we appreciate you for downloading subscribing, you want to catch the herd, can't get to the Henderson Center? No, you've got the option of ESPN Plus on Sunday for that Toledo matchup. So I'm excited. We get basketball action. The off week, of course, for football means uh, we can make full use of basketball this week here and uh, get our hoops fixed started before we get right back into football. It's going to be a busy week here next week. Uh, this week already going to be busy, but next week will be busy as well. And don't forget – We've got the ceremony coming up later next week and the game on Friday. We'll have all the action for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, you can, of course, catch Herd Athletics on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. Now, uh, next week we're going to have a conflict. We will tell you next week where everything is going to be. We've got football-basketball conflicts, and, of course, that's not going to happen very often. But I do want to let you know we're going to have it for you. So we have a game plan. So if you want to catch basketball instead of football on the radio, we've got you covered. If you want to listen to football instead of basketball on the radio, well, we've got you covered as well. So no matter the case, we've got you covered. Don't worry. We'll have an outlet for you. You can, of course, also listen to these games. If you're in the local area, we've got you covered on the stream as well. So if you don't have a portable radio and you want to listen to basketball while you're watching football, well, we've got you. Don't worry. we got you taken care of. And, of course, you can always stream. we got several ways to do it. The best way is, of course, to listen to us on TuneIn. You can download our app on your app store. Or, of course, you can go to our website. That's at WRVC.com. Now, before I forget, have you been paying attention? Because I'm going to give you a chance right now. I need two things from you. One, I need you to tell me the underdog of the day. I mentioned it earlier in the show. And if you know the underdog of the day, and you can name that underdog and be caller 9 right now at 877-420-TALK. That is 
420-8255. You're going to win two tickets to see Chris Young at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena on Saturday, November 16th. Again, you need to be caller number nine and know the underdog of the day, and you can do that now. 800 I mean, here's the number, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I was getting a little ahead of myself here with the number. So you want to win those tickets. Uh, I expect those phones to light up right now. So uh, you got to know the underdog, though. Don't don't think you're calling in just saying, hey, I'm caller nine. Did I win? I need the underdog of the day. Do I have a winner, Gabriel? Okay, let's find out. Sir or ma'am, because I didn't get that information, what's your name and do you have my underdog of the day? Yeah, Paul, this is Henry, your old buddy, and the underdog of the day is Army. Yes, sir, you got it. You have won two tickets to go see Chris Young at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena on Saturday, November 16th. Congratulations. Stay on the line. We're going to get some information from you so you can claim those tickets and we will do that again tomorrow. So congratulations to him. We'll get his information here in just a moment. So stay on the line. That is going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Isn't it cool? You listen to the show, you win stuff. We'll do that again tomorrow. And then uh, since we're not going to have a show on Thursday, we're going to double up on Friday. I'm just giving you a heads up now. We're going to double up on Friday. So if you've got three friends get a big chance on Friday, so we'll double up there. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.